Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, as you're gathering around the table this week with family or loved ones, it's possible here in Pittsburgh that a certain name and a certain team could come up. Remind folks that Matt Canada, as you said, much maligned Matt Canada. <laughs> you said that. I said that. Whether it's a mispass or a drop ball, all of these things add up to an offense that will take a couple steps and they'll take a step back. It's it's an offense that has potential. But it's an offense that's been very inconsistent all year long. The Steelers. Ugh, the Steelers. Our football team has a 6-4 and four record, but even the wins have been brutal to watch. And a lot of people here have been putting it down to the performance of this one guy. And for months, they've been showing up to his workplace and even other sporting events here in Pittsburgh to tell him face-to-face that he should get fired. Can you even imagine? But breaking news? I guess it worked. Stick around to the end for one very big team update. It's Tuesday, November 21st. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. We are recording this Monday morning just after the loss to the Cleveland Browns. First up, we've got Jenna Harner. She's a sports reporter and anchor for WPXI. Welcome to CityCast. Thank you so much for having me. And I believe just downstairs, we've got Mike DeFabo. He's the Steelers beat writer for The Athletic. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. We really appreciate you splitting your household to make our audio sound good here. Anything that you need. I'll even go out to the car to get headphones for you. Uh, (laughs) Anything for the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, Well, first things first, uh, the basics. Who is Matt Canada? So Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so his job is to call the plays and choose, design the entire offense, basically. He's the architect of the offense. And so to give you a little bit of background on him, he grew up in the state of Indiana And interestingly enough, most coaches get into it because they were former college players. He didn't play in college. So he started his coaching journey while he was still a student. And where Pittsburghers first interacted with Matt Canada came in 2016 when he was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Pitt, the Pitt Panthers, the college football team. Okay. He was actually quite successful and parlayed that opportunity into a job in 2017 with LSU that I think really kind of sums up who Matt Canada is. At the time, he was kind of an up-and-coming guy, someone people were talking about. He had some innovative concepts like adding some motions and shifts that even very successful play-calling head coaches like Sean McVay in L.A. used some of his tactics. But during this LSU tenure, he was hired and he was the both the highest-paid non-head coach in college football. And then before the end of the season, they took play-calling from him And then eventually he was fired. And I think that that kind of sums up who Matt Canada is. That's bleak, Mike. (laughs) Well, then he becomes, he he goes on to Maryland where he serves as, again, quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator and interim head coach. He comes to the Steelers as the quarterbacks coach in 2020 and then gets promoted to offensive coordinator. And that's where really this starts was it was Ben Roethlisberger's last year and the offense was not doing well. And so everyone's thinking, Ben Roethlisberger's old. He's washed up. He doesn't have it anymore. They need a new young quarterback to come in who's going to uh, allow Matt Kinnett to open up his offense. Since then, the, the results have not come, and that's what brings us to where we are. 
So he gets to Pittsburgh in 2020 and it didn't seem to like mesh immediately. Like you said, um, Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback at the time, but the very end of his career, he wasn't playing great. It seemed like the two of them did not get along. Jenna, when did it go from he's the new person to people want him gone and with venom? That's a good question, too, because I think it kind of you, there were so many variables introduced. So obviously you have Ben's last season where it's questioning, OK, is this just Ben at the end of his career kind of tailing off here, not having the arm he used to after that injury in 2019, I believe it was. Ben was hurt forever. <laughs> ben, my, I, I love the the thing of Ben, that training camp where he's just like covered in like ice bags on every single part of his body. It's like his shoulders, his knees. It's the ankles. running joke is that Ben Roethlisberger was a little bit hurt for basically every game he ever played. <laughs> for basically every game. Um, exactly. But then coming into last season, um, when the Steelers had drafted Kenny Pickett, they knew they were going to be starting the season with Mitch Trubisky once we had made it through training camp and everything. So These are both quarterbacks if you're not a big football fan. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Mitch, uh, Kenny Pickett was the quarterback that they had drafted um, from Pitt and actually Matt Canada had ties to Kenny Pickett. He, he, re- he recruited him just a little bit, wow. but he never actually coached him at Pitt. But he did know of him and he recruited him. So it was a bit of a like a reunion type of thing. Yeah. And as a recruiter, like you probably sat in their living room. You talked to the parents. You would have said, like, this is why this college is going to give your boy a good experience. Like, that's kind of part of the, the deal. Sure. And so some of the criticism of Matt Canada was that his offense maybe was like college oriented, maybe meaning that it was a little bit simplified, but people thought that could work when you had a guy that just came out of college and Ben was more like stuck in his ways. And you thought maybe someone with an open mind would, would allow this offense to flourish. Yeah. Then last year it was like, well, Kenny Pickett didn't start until the middle of the season and the offense took some time. Kenny was a rookie was kind of the excuse. So this year the hope was Kenny has had a year to, to learn the NFL. Matt Canada has worked with him. This was supposed to be the year that the offense took off. As it turns out, the Steelers have one of the worst offenses in a lot of categories. So that's that's kind of where we are now. The statistics for just how bad Pittsburgh's offense right is right now are kind of mind-blowing. I'm curious, like, do OCs, offensive coordinators like Matt Canada, usually get this kind of criticism. I'm just I'm curious if it's normal, because it's one thing to hear chanting in an arena like that seems bad enough. You're at work and someone's actively yelling for you to lose your job. But then they're also doing it at Penn's games now. And Giant Eagle sold cookie cakes that said Fire Canada in the icing. That just feels like another level of upset for the city of Pittsburgh. You, you, this is what I love because I'm not from Pittsburgh. And this is what I love about Pittsburgh is that these fans are some of the most passionate fans I have ever met in my life. And I've worked in Buffalo. I, you know, I have kind of seen kind of a lot of different fan bases, but Steelers fans are passionate and Steelers fans want results. And actually Pittsburgh fans in general, because a year ago we can go back and at Penguins games, fans were chanting for the firing of Ron Hextall, who at the time was the um, Penguins general manager. And he did get fired. He did get fired. So they were thinking probably, hey, if it worked once, let's see if it'll it'll work again here. But it is really interesting because of the criticism that Canada is receiving, because I've never heard of a fan base chanting to get rid of the offensive coordinator. And then I think 
fan bases have kind of followed suit a little bit, especially recently. Um, Wait, we're setting a trend for yelling for like l- mid-level coaching positions to to face more criticism? A couple of weeks ago, Bills fans were not incredibly happy with the offense. And there was a lot of, you know, hey, his name was Ken Dorsey. They're saying fire Ken Dorsey. You know, <laughs> we hear the Fire Matt Canada chants. I had friends that were saying I'm about to start the fire Ken Dorsey chants. Um, and he actually did get fired um, last week. So that was uh, intriguing in itself. Ken Dorsey, the Bills offensive coordinator. But I, yeah, Mike, I, have, have you heard? Well, so so an offensive coordinator is always, always going to be, no matter what football team we're talking about, college or professional, the most criticized coach on the on the staff. And the reason is because basically everyone who thinks they know anything about football thinks they could call better plays. And when a play doesn't work, you know, it's a negative gain, a run doesn't work. That's the offensive coordinator's fault. And when a play does work, people want to give the credit oftentimes to the players. This is especially an issue in Pittsburgh because you have a lot of people. There's so much Monday morning quarterbacking around here. WDVE's entire business model is built around people calling in to be like, well, they should have done this. Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, so it's also difficult because like a lot of people are Kenny Pickett fans from when he played at Pitt. Oh, so it's more personal. So this guy that won them an ACC championship and this guy that rewrote the record books and broke all Dan Marino's record, it can't possibly be his fault. It has to be this other guy that we don't like. So in a a lot of instances, you know, Matt Canada gets all the criticism and the blame when things go wrong and Kenny Pickett gets all of the credit and the glory when things go right. And Matt is not making the most of him. Matt is ruining the start of his NFL career. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet, Fat Ham follows a young, queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. Well, so has Matt Canada himself actually acknowledged any of this? I haven't seen any evidence of it watching the broadcast, but now you two have a totally different window into the team and how people are kind of talking behind the scenes. Well, so there have been a couple instances where players or coaches were asked about it and forced to answer or forced to acknowledge it, basically. And so Matt Canada, when he was asked about it, he said, well, I didn't hear the chance which is possible because he had a headset on. He was in the booth, maybe. Because he used to do his job from like within the stadium, but high up in a box. So he yep. had kind of a bird's eye view on everything. Lately, he's been on the field. It's a new thing for Matt Canada down the sideline, actually sitting next to his quarterback, being able to communicate face to face. Yeah, and people actually have not chanted for him to be fired since he's been moved to the field. So that's what he said, which is often what players will say when there's a controversy. But he's got to know about it, right? For sure. And so he said he has been made aware of it. And it does affect him as a person, as it would any person, if you were criticized like that. And I think he was really hoping to change the narrative coming into this season. 
And it's just not happened. And it's actually gotten worse. I was going to say, I think it's also kind of tough for Steelers fans because they look at offenses across the league that really are working and are high powered, especially from what they saw with the potential of this team in the preseason, which was a little bit of fool's gold in the sense that this offense, Kenny Pickett and the starters looked phenomenal um, in the first three preseason games. And there was so much hype surrounding, oh my gosh, maybe things are going to be different. Maybe Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada together took a step forward. And it's frustrating to not be able to be like, you know, hey, wait a second. Our, our, why doesn't our offense look like this? Well, I think, at a, I think at a minimum too, it's like when your defense holds the opponent to 13 points, you should win the game. So I think yep. that's what's really frustrating yeah. people. I think it's I think it's the comparison to the defense that's the most frustrating because you've got like all star players, people like TJ Watt who are scoring more than the quarterback some games, um, our kicker who's wildly consistent and on a wonderful contract who scores more than the offense most games. It's just by comparison, the offense is really not keeping up with the defense or the special teams. I'm curious what you've heard about head coach Mike Tomlin. It seems like he could defend his guy a little bit better like put an end to this if he wanted to blame the offense in some other way. He could talk about Kenny. He could put it on his own shoulders as the boss, at least not let the public just continue to blame someone on his crew. Has he talked about it at all? Yeah, Mike, what was the exact phrasing that he said that day he was asked about, like the day that they were incredibly, those chants were super loud at the stadium. Right. So his his answer his answer was we're in the sports entertainment business and it's our job basically to we have passionate fans and it's our job to make them happy and ha- make them have a good time at a football game and he said we want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. And basically saying like, you know, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record and the standard is very high in Pittsburgh. People expect championships. And so for Pittsburghers and I think rightfully so, they think making the playoffs is kind of like the first step, and that should be every season. That's not something to celebrate. That means that you had a good year that can now turn into a better year. And and Tomlin's take is basically like, we want there to be a high standard here in Pittsburgh. We want you guys to expect more out of us, which I think is, I actually believe that to be good PR, because you're not going to come out and say like, stop chanting this. That's only maybe going to encourage it even more. Yeah. Tomlin is a very practiced coach. He's good at not really saying anything at all. Yes. For sure. And I think the reason for it is he knows how much criticism's out there and he realizes that, you know, it's not going to help things if people are are like continuing to pile on even more. So what do you think, both of you, from all you've heard, do you think that people are right to blame Matt Canada? Do you think maybe we're ready for a change? Well, I I am long past believing that the Steelers need a change. And if the Steelers could do it over again, I think they should have moved on from Matt Canada before this season even began and had a fresh start with Kenny Pickett. But here's the key thing that we need to talk about in this discussion. The Roonies don't like to fire coaches. The owners of the Steelers. The owners of the Steelers. They're kind of notorious for that. And in a lot of instances, it's worked out great for them. They stuck with Chuck Knoll after his first season when he won three games, I believe. We've had fewer coaches in the last 50 years than I think almost any other team, maybe. Yes, yes. It's It's, crazy. It's a model for stability, and often that works. But sometimes it comes back to bite you, like in this instance, where Matt Canada was on a, a contract that expires at the end of this year. 
And so rather than fire him and pay him not to work, I believe that had to have been part of the, the thinking was to keep him on. So the, the funniest part about all of this, and here's what you should tell your crazy uncle at the kitchen table on Thanksgiving is you could chant fire Matt Canada all you want, but the reality is he'll actually never be fired. The overwhelming likelihood is the season's going to end. Matt Canada's contract's going to expire and they're just not going to ex- extend him. Yeah. In a sense, Matt Canada is functioning like a human shield for Kenny Pickett, where you could convince yourself that it's all Matt Canada's fault and that he's to blame. And when you get a new coordinator in, Kenny Pickett's going to light it up. But what if he doesn't? Yeah. What if we wasted a first round draft pick on a guy who actually can't get it done? And that's going to be the interesting thing is what happens when he's gone? How does Kenny Pickett's career go from here? And people might look back on this whole fire Matt Canada thing just a little bit differently in time. And Pittsburgh might have to pick someone new to pick on. Mike, Jetta, thank you both so much for your knowledge. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you, you guys and listeners as well. Thank you so much for having us. This was great. So that update we promised you at 841 this morning, Tuesday morning, Steelers coach Mike Tomlin put out a statement saying, quote, Matt Canada has been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator, end quote. Yins, I was screaming in my kitchen about this, the timing. And our guest, Mike DeFabo, texts me a little addendum to our conversation, too. DeFabo stands by his assessment that firing people is just not really a thing the Steelers have typically done. He texts that this is a massive shift in philosophy for the team, and that a lot of it may have to do with the new and very, very well-respected general manager, Omar Khan. DeFabo wrote, quote, this feels like it has his fingerprints all over it. Tomlin said he appreciates Matt Canada's hard work and dedication, and quote, I wish him the best moving forward in his career. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Thank you to the NFL for the little audio snippets that we snagged. If you're enjoying the show, please tell someone, rate us, leave us a nice review, and make sure you're subscribed to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. Reminder, we will be out Thursday and Friday, but we will be back tomorrow morning with something fun to take you into the long weekend. See you then. There was a time during the press conference where he accidentally like knocked a reporter's micro like recorder off of the stand. And he said, Oh, you guys will probably find a way to blame me for that. Well, that feels like more of a, the influence of head coach, Mike Tomlin, who also loves to take a shot at the media at basically every press conference. It's sort of his like side sport. Yes. Actually, as a side note to that, the place where they hold the press conferences used to be a racquetball court that Bill Cower. <laughs> played um the full, former gm kevin colbert in and so there's there's a metaphor in there somewhere about tomlin batting around our answers or something like that